0: to do this is your host big worm on city speed podcast, podcast. podcast. yo what it do this is your host big worm on city speed podcast and today i'm sitting with a true entrepreneur y'all haven't seen his face in the trucking market the real estate market I'm sitting with Laquita Scott. How you doing?
1: I am great. Thank you for having me.
0: So, I mean, I'm pretty sure we are going to touch on a lot of stuff, but just give people like a quick intro of who Laquita Scott is.
1: Well, my name is Laquita T. Scott. I am originally from Houma, Louisiana. I've been in Tampa for seven years now. I am a serial entrepreneur. I own more than five companies at this point. Um, I call myself an investor because if the numbers are right, I'm in it. Um, but my full-time job is a realtor. So I invest in real estate, but I'm a realtor first.
0: Louisiana. That's, that's even in seven years. What made you come to Tampa?
1: So I have a master's in business and a master's in social work, and I started out in corporate America, so they made me move out here.
0: How, how was, how does the, where did you go for college?
1: LSU, Tulane, and Ole Miss.
0: LSU. So how do you incorporate, uh, like college into the entrepreneurship of all your business ventures.
1: Honestly, I know we're on a different wave now where everybody's like, I wanna be an entrepreneur, I wanna be an entrepreneur. But I think that the discipline that I have came from college.
0: Came from college too. Yes, without a doubt. But you didn't manage like you didn't corporate America, you didn't like it. Like you did <laughs> So
1: I love corporate America. So um I started off in corporate finance. And while I was there, I really climbed up the ladder. And that was the goal. I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur, but I always knew that I would invest because I'm a true investor, right? But when I was there, I was climbing up the ladder. Like, every six months I had a promotion. I knew all the ins And outs. I was, like, I feel like that built my core to run a business. So they were telling me things. I knew how to network and align within those four walls and, like, really take the reins. But I realized that. Like I've always had a lot of confidence in myself, mm-hmm. but when I was in corporate America, like everybody was betting on me. So why were they giving me these jobs? I was so young, so quickly. But so it, it was like fast. quick, yep. and I was managing people. I was doing all kind of stuff. And one of my roles, in the role, um, I would see a PFS, a personal financial statement, for everybody, multimillionaires. And I would look at the statements, and I would see what they were invested in. Stocks, real estate, trucking.
0: Oh, so you were getting the inside school.
1: Listen, everything. So I, for me, it was like, oh, my God. In order to be a millionaire, this is like that's a the, pattern. This the is map. the trend. Everybody's coming with the same thing. So my peers were focused on that particular job. But I was like, I'm about to just do what they're doing and duplicate that. So they exposed me to a lot.
0: Dude, what was your first uh transition out of corporate america like into your 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 business venture which one was the first
1: so from corporate america i stayed in like a regular corporate america corporate finance job for four years i think and then i became a financial advisor for a big name investment firm from there you pretty much have your own quote-unquote business right so you're going out you're networking you're getting your own clients you have your own schedule nobody was watching me so, you I'm do. like, dang, okay, so I got the core from corporate America, the real corporate America. So,
0: so Bray, I don't know what is a financial advisor? What is that? So, a financial
1: that? advisor is basically somebody who takes your assets or your finances, look at them, and then tell you how to build wealth. So, we'll set you up for retirement. We'll tell you, hey, you need to have more discipline here, cut back on your expenses, look at your assets, your expenses, um, your whole financial portfolio, and try to help you curve it to wealth, right? Let's build wealth with discipline so i'm talking to all these people I'm managing millions of dollars in assets and i'm like i could do this myself
0: so that was it I'll take that leap that so, so what's the uh, louisiana how i was how i was growing up in louisiana
1: it was good it was really good um i think i went to college when i was 17. so i started out at lsu early yes i did three years so i graduated a year early within 30 days i was starting my master's degree at tulane still in louisiana I wanted to, at that time, I have a master's in social work. I got my real estate license at the same exact time, right? So for me, I wanted to do, I wanted to help everybody, juveniles, like anybody who couldn't help themselves, but actually wanted to help. So I felt like I was going to be like the plug for everybody to just do better in life. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like a big numbers person, all into business. So for me, it was like, dang. I want to save the world, but at the same time, I need to make some money. (laughs) So (laughs) so I was like, Mom, I'm going to do business. Like, I'm a business person at heart, but I'm not going to quit what I'm doing. So right after I finished my master's in social work, I went to Ole Miss, and I got a master's in business, and that's been it.
0: So did you start real estate before trucking? Real estate came first?
1: So I had my real estate license in 2011 when I got my first master's in social work. And then I came to Ole Miss. That was my first time away from Louisiana for a year, a little bit over a year. And then I started in corporate America. But when I started in corporate America, my game plan was to stay in, like, a college area, which I did for mm-hmm. a year, save up. St- so this is my course. real, right. Yeah, so I have course. my real estate license still, but I had it in Louisiana. So now I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get my real estate license in Florida. But let me just stay focused, right, Stacked, because now I have a real-time job. But I'm used to corporate America. I'm, I'm not corporate America. I'm used to college. Mm-hmm. So for college, I was like, okay, well, I'm still going to stay with some roommates, I had two roommates. I paid four twenty-five or four sixty-five a month. Really so I'm making at. real money. Yeah, you really started, right? So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna learn the market for a year because I'm not from here, so I need to get familiar with it, and then I'm gonna invest. Well, three days later, I see a sign that's like looking for real estate investors. We'll teach you everything you need to know. That was that's it. I was good. in.
0: So you know, I did my research. Your mother, she's a real estate broker. Yeah, she what, is. Was that your like your first introduction into the real estate world?
1: Well, my mom became a realtor in 2007. So when I started LSU, my mother became a realtor. Okay. So I'm big on the, um, there's power and exposure. So if you did a little work on me, you yeah, probably yeah, hear me say that yeah. all the time. I feel like there's power and exposure. So what I do for everybody that I meet, I take the meat and I leave the bones, right? So with my mother, she did real estate. She was great with numbers. I picked all of that up. So she didn't necessarily tell me how to do this, but from seeing her, it was like, okay, bet, I see that. I see that. And then she had a broker who was a multimillionaire who actually had his um, pharmacist degree from Ole Miss, which is how I went to okay. Ole Miss. So he was like, and that's my first sign of like seeing somebody be a mentor. Okay. So he was like, okay, well, my mom name is Gilda. Gilda, let me take your hand. And then from there, I'm gonna show you what to do. Just follow me. I'm gonna show you how to build wealth. And he did exactly that and I watched both of them.
0: That's good that she has somebody. You know, a lot of people try to keep the secrets. That's good that he helped Oh,
1: them. if they see that it factor in you, they'll go for it. And he did. And she did exactly what he told to do.
0: What was your first real estate... Uh, I'm going to say gig. I don't know if that's the word I want to say. What was your first real estate investment? Like, your first real estate... So,
1: my first real estate investment... So, I did something with my uncle that I wasn't really a part of. So, I wouldn't really call that my first one, but... When I bought my first house, it was a townhouse. And I was looking I still had this house. Okay. Um I in had Louisiana? to have no here. here. okay. Right. So I had to have a house that was like low in expenses, high in equity, in a good area. So I would not buy a regular house. Like I felt like, all right, cool, I'm making this money in corporate America, but I know about real estate. So I need to buy low, right? Mm-hmm. So I found a townhouse for low, pay six hundred and something dollars a month. I stacked
0: might ask me right. So, uh, what was your like real estate? How was the words I'm trying to say? You got into real estate when you bought house. What what was your first real estate? job like your what did you make when i
1: became a realtor
0: no not realtor but when i my
1: first profit was that first house
0: that first house you don't stay there no more
1: well i still stay there but then i kept buying more houses for so for me if i buy a house like i'm working on the house right now right okay so the house is worth a half a million dollars but obviously i'm not paying that amount of money for the house Mm -hmm. so every house that i get even if i stay even if i stay in there I'm thinking from an investment standpoint. So you're looking at it like, hey, that's your you primary residence. Yeah, 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 but I'm no. telling you that any house that I touch is gonna be bought the same exact
0: way. How did you like get that mindset of saying like I'm finna you know, most people when they buy their house is I'm going all out this is my home like yeah I'm big loan from the bank how did you develop that mindset to- so
1: I think when you surround yourself around the right people and you keep getting exposed to those people and those things you buy differently so for instance my real estate friends right now they're probably gonna laugh at this but basically I wanted to build a house for the last couple of years and I couldn't do it like because yes, it. Okay. I couldn't do it as a regular client Right. So like somebody that's going out, that's their primary residence. You're going to go all out for it Mm -hmm. usually because you have an emotional attachment to that house. Right. So I couldn't, so even though I wanted to do that, I'm like, man, I can't do that because when you're an investor, you think differently. Right. So even though you're like, Hey, this is your primary residence, I'm telling you like, Hey, the investment is still the same. So my goals were moving forward. Anything that I touch had to be way below market value. Right, so I'm either buying in as like, well, you wouldn't know all this, but like a subject <laughs> to or some type of way for me to profit on the front and back. Me being a realtor helped me too because anytime I buy, I'm getting commission yeah, yeah, off of it. Yeah. Even the house right now.
0: So you, so you bought your own house from yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. How's, yeah. how's the. I, the, the, is, is this a great time to buy With the whole coronavirus thing I, I'm seeing like uh, You can see on the news Like this is the lowest percentage uh, Right The interest
1: rate Yeah interest yes. rate. This is a great time so to buy So for me I'm still buying So I would tell you to still buy <laughs> I still buy the same though But even for my clients So I'm big on numbers Which is why I get a lot of clients that way Because I am I want you to be forward thinking Right So if we buy a house We as in you my clients mm-hmm. So I feel like the journey is us Right yeah. So I'm thinking What's your long-term goal? So when we sit down and we do that real estate consultation, you're telling me what you're trying to get out of this. So if you're trying to be an investor, we're buying a little bit lower. If you want to just be comfortable, because it's totally fine to buy your primary residence and be comfortable. You don't have to think as an investor. I'm on the same page with you. But if I think you're going to get out in the next few years, I might tell you to hold out. But if you know you're going to be in the house for a while, I feel like we're good. Let's buy it. Let's buy why the market is, why the interest rates are low.
0: Is it a... uh what do you do flips and you do everything? I do estate?
1: everything. So I buy my properties based off whatever the exit strategy makes sense. So let's say I get a lot of deals off of social media. I hang around a lot of real estate investors. I'm on a lot of buyers list. And I know when the opportunity comes. So as you're an investor, which I'll keep saying the difference yeah, between like a to. regular realtor estate investor. Anytime, like let's say I'm driving in this area, whatever. I'm looking for a deal just naturally. Like what if are, the houses are boarded is, up, the grass is high. Doesn't look like anybody's there, but the surrounding area may be worth 200000 right? So I'm like, oh, I need to find out who owns that home. Because, you know, as a yeah. wholesaler, like, if I'm looking at it, it's like, okay, cool, that might be worth something. Like, there's a house by my house that I've literally been trying to get for the last few months just because every time I drive past it, I'm like, it's worth something. So what is the issue here? And if I can solve that person's problem, I can buy the house for the low.
0: How does that come? Because, you know, I've done wholesaling for a movie. It's it, it's not for everybody. It's, <laughs> it's not. not for everybody. It's not. How how do you, how does that how did you pick up the conversation skills for hey, let me get your house. Let me help you out of this situation. A lot of them being like tax liens right. and how, I never had a great conversation. It's always you like how did you get day. my number? It's so, always.
1: one I don't make the calls myself. I'm not a wholesaler, okay. but I think in order for you to be a great investor, not an investor, a great investor, you have to know what the wholesalers do. So I have a lot of ties with wholesalers. Deals just kind of come to me. Um, I'm always telling people that I do buy homes. So if mm-hmm. you know that I buy a home, then you're probably more inclined, if you see a house that you can't buy, to send it to me, which mm-hmm. happens often. So I don't actually, I'm not a wholesaler. I don't do it all the time unless I drive past and mm-hmm. then I might call probably. them and like backtrack and email them, send them a mail or something. But it's a one-off. A lot of the times my deals come from wholesalers or- Already ha-
0: ready to buy, you just gotta- Yeah,
1: yeah or okay. what we call a bird feeder. So basically, Let's say you saw a house and you're like, hey, um, such and such is going through foreclosure. Can you help them out? And I'm like, yeah, I can help them out. Let me work the numbers, let me see something. i have the conversation with that person to figure out what's their problem, what's the issue? What are you trying to get out of the house? yeah I'm in foreclosure I just need somewhere to stay I want to get off of it okay no problem I can get you off of that deal I can like pay the uh, whatever you owe back to the bank I'll take over the deed or we'll do mm-hmm. a two or something like that so you can get out of it and you don't have that foreclosure on your record on your credit report but at the same time maybe I gave you five thousand dollars or something so yeah. you don't have your foreclosure on your record and then you, you have some, some money to move party. forward yeah, yeah, yeah. but I just bought a house for the low, for the low. right
0: how does uh, cause with Florida's market, man, so high? Did are all your real estates here?
1: Um, all of them except one.
0: Except for one. Yeah. How, how's how's the? How did you get comfortable with that? Cause it was crazy for me to see those high numbers for houses. And how do you get comfortable with the numbers of our market when knowing like
1: you could go to Detroit, Detroit, like that and, and get get buy a house for a thousand dollars. Honestly, I want to be where. I want to be where my real estate is. So that's kind of like a given for me. It's like, all right, this is where I'm at. But I wouldn't even advise everybody to do it. But I think that you have to learn the process before you can go out. So let's say, yeah, Detroit market might be great as far as, like, the numbers are good. I have friends who have a lot of houses there. But at the same time, if you don't know what you're doing in general, it's hard for you to outsource that. So for me, it's like learn your market, at least get you one or two in, and then expand.
0: So how did you convert into truck how did you get into trucking
1: so when i was a financial advisor that was actually my first i think you asked me that question earlier that was my first real business so i knew that i had my real estate license i had developed a bank a brand through working for that big mm-hmm. investment firm so for an investment firm you have to like sell yourself so i was already a liquidity sky within this you know this, this big umbrella yeah, right yeah, yeah. so for me it's like all right well i've gotten used to networking i've gotten used to doing all these things and like at least three or four people that I knew who were either my clients, my clients' friends, or my friends' friends were into trucking, and none of them had a CDL, none of them were driving, and their numbers were $5,000 a week gross. So Mm. you keep... I'm seeing your numbers. I'm your advisor, so you keep telling me $5,000 a week gross. You're not driving. You're not doing anything. Listen, sign me up. What I need to do.
0: How's the... How's the, uh, you just lost me $5,000. <laughs> How did you, uh, what was some of the things you had to learn to get into getting passive income into trucking? Like What are some things you had to pick up on in the honestly, market of trucking? Honestly,
1: I had to learn everything. So what I did was I went and leased on with the company first okay. so I can learn. So I believe in, A, paying and play. Right. And then getting some experience. A lot of times we want to jump into stuff but we think that people did that overnight and they Mm. really didn't. I don't care if they got it from corporate America before they started. I don't care if they got it from their cousin or whomever. Like you're going to get some type of experience or something before you jump into it. So it seems like these people are like overnight successes, but they probably did some type of homework to prepare for this. So I was prepared financially to make that kind of leap before I did it. I asked people a ton of questions. I did a ton of research and if I had failed, I still had reserves. So Mm. for me it was easier to like, all right, well, I'm gonna give them some of the cut so I can still do real estate here and venture off on other projects while I'm cutting myself off from corporate America. Right. So I'm right. I'm still getting a passive income, but some people want to be greedy from the start and, you don't really know the game yet so I knew that I wasn't a trucker person I'm mm-hmm. an investor I'm business I'm numbers like I can do the numbers and make more money than people who've been driving for a very long time because I'm good at numbers but if I don't know how the system work and how the trucking industry is mm-hmm. then I'm probably not gonna do as well as I think I was so for me it was like alright well let me lease my trucks on learn the game learn the drivers learn the hiring process all the ins and out of that and then go bigger from there so that's what I did what's
0: the, what's the give me a give me a Horror story from trucking. Wait, what's what's give me a horror story? I know you got. Oh,
1: uh, I do. I I have a lot. Probably, I think that the hardest part in trucking is the driver. If Tournament. you have a bad driver, that's worse than your truck just sitting. Mm. No lie, like I've lost some money because I didn't have good drivers. How many
0: drivers you got? You ain't got to tell them. How many? How many drivers you got out there? I
1: got I got a few of them out there. Few? I got a few. You of got out good,
0: there. all good drivers. Now what's, what's the, now what's the, what's the, I do? What's the process? I've of been through a lot of drivers. drivers.
1: Um. It depends. So,
0: well, hold on. What was your first fire or somebody? You say you've been through a lot. That of, was that how was difficult. I was the first fire.
1: It was honestly. I was like I was so nervous because if you just started as an entrepreneur, you're going all in and you getting used to passive income and you Mm -hmm. know that you need to cut this person because your numbers would be better. Like I said, you have a bad driver, that's worse than letting your truck sit. But what's
0: a bad driver? Explain like a a bad driver
1: is somebody who's not hustling. So if in trucking, they work off a commission, so they work off a load. So technically, let's say the load is X amount of money, they get a percentage of that. We don't get any loads or they don't take any loads, right? We're not getting any money. So, they
0: want to make money. That's crazy.
1: Listen, sometimes you get comfortable. Sometimes you've made your quota. So, you're like, all right, well, you know, I took that big load this this month, or I took that big load or whatever, and I'm done. I went to Oklahoma. I came back. That's enough for me this week. And I'm like, oh, no. What are you doing? Right. You you got to be out here hustling. Yeah.
0: What's the process of looking for jobs? Like, what what are things you look for without giving us too much gain? And what's some things you look for?
1: So, I look for people who are hungry um what's your reputation like i usually ask a lot of people now because i've you know failed at a a few um what else i'm looking for i try to get integrity but i think that that comes after you've been on the job for a while so i talk to a few people i want to know why you left your last person that's the biggest thing for me because as an owner we look at it differently so somebody might come to me we having an interview and they like hey you know i want to work for you because my last owner didn't do this Hmm. my last owner didn't do this you know my boss wouldn't do this i'm like this is what you did. What yeah. <laughs> were you doing? <laughs> because I'm an owner, right? I'm yeah, the boss over here. So, yeah, 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 so yeah. it's like, you know, hey, let me know. And then sometimes they're absolutely right. So if you're not taking care of your truck or something like that, then these people have the right, because it's still their safety. And over the money, I care about your safety. I'm not about to let you drive a bad truck. I'm not going to let anything go wrong, knowingly go wrong in that truck, and I don't fix it. I'm getting it fixed ASAP for two reasons. One, your safety. And two, you need to get back on yeah, the road we so we get this make money. Some money. right?
0: Still need to make some money. Um... Uh, what was the... You made a passive income with trucking. What Do do you take your trucking money and invest back into trucking, or do you get back in real estate?
1: So both. both. So honestly, when I started, I would mix them. I, I wouldn't tell anybody to do that, but that's what I did, because that was kind of like my first thing. I'm getting money. I got a... I think I started making money like 90 days after, and... Maybe like thirty days after that, I had a twelve thousand dollar week, and it was it for me. It was like, okay, cool, we doing this. Cool. We we are doing this.
0: Scrolling scrolling through your IG, your credit. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> scrolling through it now. Uh, but your credit consultor? is it cost. How you say that? Credit? I'm not good with words. Credit, credit specialist. specialist. I'm really not, though. You're not? No. You just know credit.
1: I know credit. I never had bad credit. I'm not one of those people that's like, well, I fixed my credit. I had a 500. No, but I have had clients that way. And being a realtor or an, and an investor i know that the foundation of everything now i have a ton of businesses i would tell you truthfully that my foundation came from credit if i had not had credit and i have a lot of money saved Mm -hmm. honestly credit is the thing that did it for me because that that keeps my cost of capital low and you can't really get into anything including trucking and certain situations because honestly you can have cash but for me how much cash do you have eventually it's going to run out right but Mm -hmm. if you learn how to play the credit game you're better and as a realtor a lot of clients don't have great credit so for me it's like man i could be making more money if i could get these credit fixed so that's when i started getting into the credit business Mm because i I build credit and work on that more of that aspect more than just repairing credit but repairing credit is a big part of real estate or anything because a lot of people have messed it up so i'm here to tell you all right cool well i could get it fixed for you but my major thing is how do you play off of credit? Mm. I have built wealth from playing off of credit.
0: How did you learn that? How did you, What? what's the mis, biggest misconception of credit?
1: That is bad. There is some bad day. I don't, like if you go get shoes and you go get big TVs and all of this jazz that doesn't pay you back. But to me, it's like, all right, if I bought a truck, and maybe I needed to put $13,000 down, but I have enough in my credit limits to actually get that $13,000 from credit or some form like that. Or get a lower interest rate because my credit is so good and saves some of my capital. So you might need to put down 25000 to get that same truck that I might need three, four, or zero. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that keeps me going.
0: Is it, is it a big uh, difference between my personal credit and business credit? Yes. How, how do you build business credit so
1: I would tell you to start from your personal credit have that as solid as possible and then play off of your personal credit to get business credit and I say that because you can get business credit without your personal credit but typically it's gonna take you at least two plus years with a lot of revenue so there's some ways around it but ideally if you could play off them both why wouldn't you and to jumpstart so a lot of people don't have the funds to either get their business started or sustain their business so if I'm telling you like bro Start with <laughs> start with your personal credit. Build that as great as you can. And then from there, play off of your personal credit to get into your business credit, right? So instead, let's say you have a limit of $5,000 or $10,000 from a personal side. Once they look at it from the business side, you can get two to three times that amount. So not only do you have two to three times that amount from a business side, you still got your personal credit to fall back on too. So you have a lot more access to funds if you just got your personal stuff together first.
0: So how do you... So would I go to the bank with a business plan and then they'll give me business credit or like how do you how do you establish business credit? Like how do you like if I'm personal credit good and I want to start a business but I wanted to be on a business credit, what, what do I
1: You could go to the bank and ask them for a card. Nine times out of ten the bank is gonna actually be a personal guarantee. Right? Well, Whether it's a loan basically okay. if something if 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 your business defaults, excuse me, for whatever reason, if your business defaults, then you're responsible for that loan. Hmm. So, again, it still goes back to your personal credit until you have enough. So, if you have a ton of money that's floating into your bank from a revenue perspective, you can do something what they call um, accounts receivable, assets-based. There are other ways to get loans without your personal credit, but a lot of times they're looking for still some sort of number there. So, to hack around it is possible, but it's not as likely.
0: Is it, you know, LTS or that Was yes. that important to put on all your businesses listen
1: i no longer do it but at one point it was so i used to go to starbucks years and years ago i think it's been like five years now and i've always had the name lts and associates so if you scroll down on my page for Mm -hmm. far enough you're gonna see me at starbucks being like lts and associates so i just had to have that name and then from there i realized that i was really branding laquita t scott so instead of people ask me this all the time on my calls like should i separate my pages maybe But for me, I know that Laquita T. Scott is the brand. Whether you're looking at me from trucking, real estate, credit, how to leverage credit, I don't care what you look, vending machine, I don't care what you're looking at, you're looking at Laquita T. Scott. So a lot of times I can get a client, especially in real estate, because my clients are gonna come in my inbox, Wanna be my client, which I love. Thank you, clients. <laughs> that works, right. But at the same time, when I go show you the house, they know that I can do the numbers and then they're asking me slick side questions like, So, how did you get into trucking? Mm-hmm. Right? So if I brand them all together, then I win. I win double
0: time. You just come here to win. Yeah. You just kinda look que as the win. Yes. Uh-uh. Is it tough being a woman in a in a trucking business?
1: Yes. It is. In any business, to be honest with you, I feel like all of my businesses are male-dominated, even mm-hmm. from a financial advisor standpoint. Usually, it's that's the man think, that you're walking that's into. That's how
0: America is. Male right,
1: Right. So, I mean, I stand my ground. I think I do all right. But it is pretty difficult because a lot of people think that either you don't know, especially mm-hmm. in trucking, like, you sure don't know what she's talking about. I mean, Let me get I this I one. I'm like, really oh, no.
0: stereotype of it's a man's business, but... Then you got two women are weekend. stepping
1: up yeah. though. We are doing our thing out
0: here for real, independent. Uh, <laughs> you have a lot of business ventures, right? I do. You come off very independent. I do. You, yeah, you come off very independent. How is it? How is the male companionship in your life? Is it? Is it with you being so independent? Does it get like do? They, do you scare them away? Because You know, you get that a lot Do you I have in a away? boyfriend. You have a boyfriend. Yes. And oh, yeah.
1: yes. So maybe, but nah, nah. I think that he is very calm. And I think that that's what I need. So for a very long time prior to him, I thought I wanted somebody just like me. Mm. Like an entrepreneur, go-getter. Even I was young. I was in a band. I was a nerd. I was on a chilling team. I had a job. <laughs> Listen, I did everything. And my mom would be like, girl, you got to slow down. But I've always been a person that was into a ton. So this is not really abnormal to me. This is more or less me. But I think if I had somebody just like me, then we would never slow down. It would be too much. So he's a lot more calm, like hey let's just chill mm, like hey opposite. whatever and as yes and as independent as i am like i might be a boss in my own world but under him is totally different i don't even want to be so
0: it so, works. it so it helps it's not a distraction right yeah that's good um it's, it's always a debate on instagram or twitter they always debate of would you take a six hundred thousand dollar <laughs> cash or would you take a eight hundred dollar credit score what, what do you see that and like why is this even a conversation
1: so, I put it um, on one of my posts before. Yeah, because people do that. I feel like if you don't know what to do with credit, it doesn't matter anyway. Oh, take no. the money,
0: yeah, right? Take the money.
1: I could do some stuff with credit, but I could also do some stuff with money. So, I would probably take the money, fix my credit, and then still build off of it all, right? So, I wanna win off of both things. But I think if you don't know what to do with credit, I don't care what your credit score is. Take the money. Take the money. I you always tell stupid. people that.
0: Everybody, asks like, oh, how do you take it's the money? It's worth
1: a lot. I'm... I'm not It's it's worth a ton Don't get me wrong It can open some doors for you For real, for real But at the same time If you don't know what to do with it Hell, what you got it for? Like You got it for bragging rights, right? So you may just get a house That primary residence That's the same amount That's on the market And that's all you can do but for me, it's like, nope. I can get two trucks with that, two more houses. I'm probably gonna do a JV deal with her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my mind works like that. So I feel like it's worth a ton to somebody who knows what to do with that credit.
0: City Speed Podcast, gonna take a quick break. Back from break. still with Miss oh, Miss LaQuita. Uh, what's the? What's some steps people should take to try to? Reach the cause. The goal is financial freedom, right? Right. What What are some goals? What are some steps a regular person that might try to that's that's striving for that? What are some steps or some ideas you think they should need? They need to know.
1: I think the first thing is self-awareness. Figure out where you are and be honest with yourself about it. Cause a lot of times we try to act like, oh no, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. Like no. Are you really doing those things and then have that real conversation with yourself so you can get mentally prepared for what's to come. So a lot of times when I'm talking to people, I'm like, Hey, you need to get your mindset together. Right. And you don't want to hear that cause you like, give me the practical stuff. Mm-hmm. But the truth is if you're not right mentally, we can't move forward with the things that that you can apply. Right. So I would say have self-awareness, figure out what's really going on. What are your true strengths? What are your true uh, weaknesses? What are your downfalls? What are your distractions? What are your triggers? All those things, have that real conversation with yourself, write it down, do whatever you have to do, right? And then try to make a habit of something different and just do a few things a day. Like I have a few tasks that I must do every single day Because a lot of times when you're trying to get on that financial journey or just starting a business or doing whatever you're trying to do, like you're overwhelmed because you're like, I have to do these 20 things before I start making money. Mm -hmm. Well, no, you could do two at a time, right? For five days. and then Right, right. So you do a little bit at a time because a lot of people who are overwhelmed won't do anything. So again, that comes back to you being truthful with yourself to be like, man, I'm probably not gonna do all 20 of these, but I can do two <laughs> a day, right? And then from there, I would talk about credit again. I think that that's the foundation of everything. I don't, I don't care what you about to do.
0: You, what you're dealing with a lot of, um, with your clients, you see that credit. What are what are some of the most common things people have bad credit from?
1: Uh, Cable bill, crazy stuff <laughs> like cable bill, $60 bill here, you forgot. I tell people put their stuff on autopay. A lot of people are yeah, like, I'm not paying shit on autopay. What you talking about? <laughs> autopay. Auto like, what you mean? I
0: don't, I don't I care how no much jizzle. money. Auto pay.
1: Right. But then we God. slip up because we have that human mistake, right? And then we forget. And it was like, I was like, "Since you didn't have $60? Absolutely had $60, mm-hmm. but that's $60. And coming back to your credit question, right, could have saved you a ton of money in the long run. Yeah. But we mad about that or like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It really is. And those minimum payments can save you a lot of money in the long run. Bad credit is expensive.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so we, we dealing with the coronavirus. What's the best thing to capitalize on the, the, the how the coronavirus did the world? What's what's, what's something we should capitalize on?
1: Uh, for me, I think everybody's different. It depends on where you are in your journey. Because I think for this period, there are some people who really just needed to relax. And they haven't been able to do that for years and years and years. They were extremely overwhelmed, whatever. But if you're not that person or you got your little rest in, because I believe in somewhat of a balance, right? So maybe rest a little bit. But you need to focus. So for me, it's game time. Like it's like, okay, cool, well, what are everybody doing right now? So for me, it's like, all right, well, people watching YouTube a lot, people are like investing in themselves more because they're like, damn, I lost my job. Mm -hmm. I don't ever wanna be in this situation again. Kudos to you, don't do it, right? So start something where it's passive. So for me, it's like, what's your game plan? And you could double down from that. A lot of people making a lot of money during COVID yeah, while we is. trying yeah. to act like the world is yeah. just coming down. And maybe it is for some, and I absolutely feel bad for those people and not empathize with them. But at the same time, some people are leveling completely up from from COVID.
0: Does, does social media play a role into how you, in, in like the marketing? How do, how do you use social media in your business?
1: Right. So when I started off, honestly, I struggled with, social media because in my mind it was like I don't really do social media like Mm -hmm. that or I don't know anything about marketing but I think when you know um when you're fully confident in yourself you need to stop taking stop putting those words in your mouth like for me social media makes me a lot a lot a lot of money right but it took me a long time to get there because my friends would be like oh just market yourself just show this people want to see what you're doing be flashy and that's not really me mm-hmm. so when I found my niche like it was like okay cool well let me hire somebody to help me out with marketing because I believe in paying to play and I absolutely hate wasting time I feel like that's worse than money like don't waste my time. So for me, if the goal was trucking or if the goal was to monetize via social media, then how do I get my social media up as quickly as possible? I paid somebody to help me with that and then from there I learned, right? So they changed everything for me. They kind of gave me a little game and I'm like, all right, babe, well, I probably didn't have to pay that, but how long was it gonna take me to transition to be where I'm at today? Mm-hmm. And listen, that ROI is real good. Sure,
0: is the key. Right. Uh, what's, so what's next from this Laquita? What's next? What's, what's the next? What's the What's next?
1: Yeah, what's next? <laughs> I, I want to do the same thing I've been doing. Honestly, I'm very happy with where I am, Um, the strategies I have going. My business model is surrounded by um saving more of my time and having not necessarily more businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get a couple more, but I'm, I'm good with the number right now. But to take myself out of those businesses as much as possible, and I've been transitioning a lot because it's like – If you're going to be an entrepreneur, to me, it's not for you to be an entrepreneur and for you to work your ass off. Now, do I work hard? Yes. But I have the ability not to if I don't want to. And then my Mm -hmm. money doesn't change. Right. So the whole goal for me is I've been hiring people to do the things either I don't want to do or I feel like my time will be invested better somewhere else. So I know that I'm really good at business. I know that I'm really good at making a business make money. Right. So I can get you profitable quickly. But then the day to day activities I absolutely don't want to do. So, it's like, all right, I'm going to get the business started. I'm going to put in the legwork up front. Like, people try to skip that part, passive or not passive. Mm-hmm. The upfront work is there. You have to put it in. A lot you of might like have to,
0: to skip it. They right. You skip cannot
1: skip it. So, it takes me time to get these businesses up and running. But then I have a system that removes me out of it. Right. So, I get it up and running. I might invest a ton of time. But then after that, I'm getting paid off of it.
0: All right. So, I always end all my episodes on four questions. Um, what's the best advice you ever got? I kind of figured these questions are going to be long because you do a lot. You do a lot. So it's going to be a lot of advice you what's get. What's
1: the best advice I, I've i ever been given? Um, I actually feel like I put this on my page once before mm. and I still don't know what's the best advice. Um, I don't know. Right now I feel like you got to pay to play. Maybe that's it. People tell me that too. I yeah. think that a lot of times we want to save our money and then we don't realize like if you don't put the money out there, especially if you have it, like if you have the ability to pay, I would tell you to pay first and then save your time and then you'll get a better RI. So pay to play.
0: What's the worst advice you didn't write?
1: Um, to stick through something that you know is not beneficial to you. I think if you're not mentally right, in a situation, even if you're making money, it's still not a good fit. So I place myself in a situation where if you're not a good person, I don't give a damn how much money you make and how much money you can bring to me. If you're a shitty person that's wealthy, you still shitty to me. That's it. That's a wrap.
0: Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, this third question, I'm going to have to break it in two. What's okay. the biggest, or three biggest challenges you faced in real estate, trucking, and in life? Wow, that's deep. <laughs>
1: uh real estate uh contractors contractors so in real estate when you go to flip a house or rent it out or whatever you have to do some work you usually have to have great partners so networking is everything listen if I can leave y'all with anything networking is everything relationships is the true way to wealth in my opinion so value those relationships make sure that you're pointing to somebody and they're pointing to you right and you kind of get that in real estate a lot too so until you you're gonna gonna come across some frogs Mm -hmm. and that's just life that's just in any business not just real estate you have to go through some people but when you find a solid team stick with those people and let them eat while you eat too and i think that's it but it took me a long time so the thing in real estate with this contract is like listen it's hard it's out probably here.
0: probably just like driving right going through <laughs> right so okay so what's the biggest challenge you faced in trucking trucking
1: was my drivers but drivers. it was a different type of people uh thing so for trucking it's more or less like is that person what experience are they good are they comfortable driving too I think that comes from experience. Mm-hmm. Are they really hungry? Because if you don't work, you don't get paid. But some people are okay with a certain dollar amount. So it's like, even though the money could keep flowing, they've made their quota, so they're not really taking. Man,
0: yeah, but 100%. in real
1: estate, it's like from a contracting perspective, like if the more, the more relationships that you have that are solid, the better your profit margins are if that makes sense right so if i have a great contractor then i know that when i walk around here how much stuff is going to cost mm-hmm. right so it's going to cost you more money to fix a house than it's going to cost me due to the relationships that i have built right but that contractor is going to give me a better deal simply because of the volume that i give him so it's like a give and take mm-hmm. so once you form those solid relationships you're always golden perfect and then
0: the last one biggest challenges you faced in life
1: jesus Biggest challenge faced in life. Uh, the biggest challenge I faced in life. Damn, I don't really know. Uh,
0: what's the most memorable challenge you faced?
1: I think, I think for me, learning when to let go of relationships too. So because I'm so big on relationships. I would say that that's the biggest challenge that I have because I would go into a relationship, and when I say relationship, nothing yeah, yeah, personal, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But like a business relationship, and um, I'm I'm usually going to give you the rope to hang yourself, right? So mm-hmm. we might have a conversation. It might seem like a good fit, but I'm going to go in there with like an open mind and I'm going to try to work with you. If I see value in you too, obviously, right? But at the same time, I think that, you work with somebody, and it could be the gift and the curse from relationships after a while, and then you see that person just not like they showing you who they are, and maybe it's no longer a good fit or whatever. Because I've been making money with you, I have some type of relationship with mm-hmm. you, it's harder for me to kind of cut you off. because I'm like, well, damn, you know, we had a few yeah, days together. Yeah, yeah. You know, it might work, but <laughs> technically, sometimes you got to realize, like, as you outgrow people or they outgrow you or whatever it is, like, that is not the same. And it might not be no love loss, but it might be business loss.
0: Gotcha. you. Laquita, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy you came and sat with me i really hope my followers come learn something you you full of i'll be on your page you're full of game you can go there and learn something uh is there anything we haven't touched on you want to touch on anything you want to say Any, anything
1: no nah, it's been great i appreciate you for having me it's been a oh, blast yeah, i would just tell people whatever their goals are i've learned that they never really die so whatever that thing is mm. that you want to do and we all know when i say thing what that thing mm. is in your head go for it and don't let anybody stop you because a lot of times if you change the trajectory of your life meaning all right well you were doing real estate and all of a sudden you're like hey i want to go trucking well boo go he- hard on trucking, mm. do what you need to do but put all of it in you and if you don't truly believe in yourself do not try to fool somebody else people are going to see through that but if you're passionate about something and you feel like you can make it work do everything in your power to make you work, but start with yourself. You have to believe in yourself. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Laquita T. Scott. That's L-A-Q-U-I-T-A-T. S-C-O-T-T. And I also have two eBooks that I'm quite excited about. One is How to Build Credit and How to Increase Your Credit Limits, which I feel is absolutely the foundation of wealth. And the second part of that is How to Play the Credit Game and Leverage Credit, where I teach you different strategies that I have utilized to build more than five profitable businesses and acquire more than $1.5 million in assets in less than two years. So you definitely wanna pick those books up. They are game changers. So thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Gotcha. I hope y'all heard that. City Speed Podcast. We out.